Hi guys, Donnie here from the Craft Boots and Geek News Podcast. I wanted to talk about a new game called Brewmaster in the first ever realistic beer brewing game. Published by Auroc Digital and distributed to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch sometime in 2022. We grab a few minutes here with Peter Willington to talk about the game. We learn why a video game company like Oroch Digital felt the need for a homebrew simulator. Learn about the art of brewing, the community in the U.S. and across the pond, and about the game Brewmaster. Find out what it's going to be like to play, what's included, how does it incorporate homebrewing in the video game setting, and much more. Hope you guys enjoy this, and stay tuned to listen to how you can get involved, get early beta access, and more about this great title, Brewmaster. Enjoy. Hey, so Donnie here with Craft Brews Geek News Podcast, and I've got Peter uh, Willington. Is that the correct way to say your name, Peter? That's correct. Yep. Well done on that one. Not many people get it right. Okay. <laughs> well, well, the important thing is what we're going to talk about here with the, um, <laughs> the uh, Orock Digital's newest or one of their newer titles here called Brewmaster. You know, having you on the phone here, I'd love to hear, you know, first off, who you are, what you do at Orock Digital, and then um, a little bit exactly as to what Brewmaster is in terms of a title or a new experience or what's coming on the line. Because we're, we're, you know, we started as the Brewmasters Club. We, we do a craft beer uh, podcast here. We talk about a lot of geek news. And this is really something I think is just going to be uh, prime for discussion for us. So, so please, Peter, kick kick it off. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, no, thank you. So, um, yeah, so I'm 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 Peter, and I am a producer here at a studio called Auroc Digital. We're based in Bristol in the United Kingdom, um, and uh, we've been going for over ten years now. So, we're a, we're an independent developer. So, uh, we're just about forty people here now. Um, not all working on the same games. Uh, some people working on super secret, amazing stuff that's coming up. Some people are uh, working on um, some of our, uh, supporting some of our uh, current titles. Um, and uh, for those that don't know what a producer does, my job basically is to make sure that the people who have all the talent, they get to do the best possible stuff that they can do. So these are our designers and our artists and our coders and our marketing team and our testing team and our business team. The whole point is that what I do is I make sure that they're all kind of connected and talking to one another um, and uh, basically making sure that we're all making the best possible thing that we can make. Um, so that's what a producer does it, in a nutshell, basically. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Yeah, like I've been with the studio for coming up on, I think, on six years now. Uh, before that, I was in games journalism, uh, uh, and uh, so I got to kind of see a lot of different things, a lot of different parts of the industry, and I've been in podcasting as well for a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and joined the studio a little while ago, and this is, oh my goodness, I've, I've done a number of games now with with Auroc, and it's, and it's been really wonderful. So, but this is our first um first big simulation game in terms of like a first person simulation game uh, and so that's really what brewmaster is it's a um it's a game about home brewing right so um and we kind of define it as a hobby simulation game it's so awesome. you might have played a few of these in the past right like so i don't know how um, obviously you know you're, you're i know uh, you know yourself you're you know a big fan of um all things kind of geeky and and like I'm sure you play a lot of different games. Um, so you probably heard of things like Flight Simulator and yep. Euro Truck Simulator and all those kinds of things. So it's not that. 
that is that is you know hyper detailed kind of you know vehicle stuff um it is a little bit close to things like uh pc building simulator or um cooking simulator or those kinds of things um, the idea is that we're trying to represent a hobby that you can actually do in real life in the most uh, sort of like the most perfect representation of that hobby. So what and, and it is and uh, it's it's taking that real life thing and translating it into a video game that that lowers the barrier to entry for that um, for that hobby. Um, so. So, again. Uh, the kind of game that we're talking about here um, with PC Building Simulator, let's say, which is a great game, really, really love it. Um, it will teach you the fundamentals of how, how to build a PC. But there are things that, that you do in real life that you wouldn't quite do in the video game and vice versa. Um, same goes for our game. So Brewmaster is a real simulation of uh, brewing chemistry. It's not like Minecraft in that you put you take you know, a block of malt and a block of hops and a block of water and you put it all together and beer. Um, it's more like um, we are simulating the chemistry that happens when yeast starts to gobble up sugars and convert them into, you know, CO2 and alcohol. Um, so we're actually simulating that chemistry. Um, so the reason that I say that it's a more approachable version of that is that there are some things in chemistry that we can we, you know, we wouldn't be able to replicate in a video game that would run on somebody's computer. Uh, so like uh, there are absolutely chemical simulations out there in universities running on mega frames and all this sort of stuff that are, you know, things that really track the individual particles of like <laughs> chemical simulations and all this sort of stuff. That is not what we're doing. But we're, you know, we're not we're not a million miles away from that. So when you make a beer in the game, uh, you will you'll go through the steps of making all of those things. And that is very realistic. Um, and then the thing that comes out at the end of it will be very close to what it is that you would get in, in real life. But we're not making any, um, we're not making any claims as to exactly how perfect that will be. Cause we certainly don't want people sort of like drinking the drink and then going like, you gave me food poisoning. Oh, um, uh, but, um, but uh, as I say, it's a very close approximation of that, of that simulation. So, you know, uh, one of the tasks that we're working on today, just before I joined this, uh, joined this call, was um, how carbonation affects how how carbonation affects flavor in a beer. So what we're specifically looking at is we are tracking how the CO two is produced by the yeast. So when you have these, you know, um, you have the um, the actual sort of like yeast colony working on the sugars, and we're actually tracking. Okay, how much CO two is this yeast colony creating? So it's a very detailed simulation. But again, we're lowering the barrier to entry so that all of that stuff that's all behind the scenes. This isn't like. Um, uh, over here in the UK, we have things called GCSEs uh, for for in school. Um, they are, you know, this is not GCSE chemistry. <laughs> we're not interested in like CO two plus blah 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 blah. Oh, like geez. we're not interested in that. What we're interested in is getting people into the art and the science of of home brewing and getting people really passionate about it. Because um, what we found is um, it is a really f like fascinating hobby, Absolutely. and beer is such a broad and deep and I like I. I must admit, before I started on this project, I had very little idea about beer <laughs> at all. Uh, like, I gotta gotta confess to you, I, I I don't think I could have told you what the difference between a dunkel and a doppelbock was, right? But um, but now, you know, like um, I've realized, and the whole team kind of realized as we were doing the research for this project before we really kicked off, that brewing is this incredibly 
diverse, wonderfully welcoming in, in a lot of the communities in, in, in the craft beer community, wonderfully welcoming, really accessible um, uh, 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 way of interacting and understanding about the things that we consume in our daily lives. Um, but the barrier to entry for it is actually quite expensive. Like, yep. you know, um, you know, if you want to get into homebrewing, like, so if you're in the UK, our homes are actually quite small. Um, I could probably show you around, but like, you know, <laughs> I've got a very small office, right? Over there, over there, you know, uh, where you're based, you know, I'm sure you've got much, much bigger places. You know, your, your place is probably bigger than my house. Um, so you're that room that you're in. Um, so, um, but the, but, so you need the space. Right. Um, you also need, uh, you know, a, a relatively stable, um, uh, temperature um, mm -hmm. so you need that pl that place needs to be away from radiators it needs to be out the sun it needs to, you know all this sort of stuff you also need to just go and get the equipment and the equipment is not inherently really super expensive for some people but for some people it, it really is <clears throat> it's certainly going to be more expensive than um you know as a homebrew i can speak to that because the the equipment is terribly you know when i first started which was which was five to eight years ago when i first started homebrewing you know it was it, i wasn't in a bunch of different places in my life and, and there was harder things to get just just you know the most simple kits that you can get which are very rudimentary they'll include heating elements and things like that you know over here in the u.s it's, it's upwards of 100 150 bucks just to get started which you right. know it's not it's not a cheap thing for 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 the average person just to do as an occasional hobby without having a chemistry background understanding how the process works which is how everybody <laughs> has to start um it's overwhelming for sure absolutely and you know what's more expensive when you get that first brew wrong yeah right right so five gallons because <laughs> right exactly right so so the the thing with video games and uh is that um so the game we're making is going to be on pcs and consoles it's a premium game so you're going to pay for it and, and we're not going to you know nickel and dime you at the end of it with you know dual timers and all that sort of stuff um so um one of the things that is really exciting about beer in general and i think in home brewing i think part of the attraction of home brewing is this is that um you know if somebody is not making if like for example it's very difficult in the uk to get hold of um a cascadian ipa mm. right it's just really challenging because obviously hops degrade over time uh, and certainly when, when they've been brewed. So it's actually quite difficult to get hold of black IPAs, certainly good ones, certainly ones that are really fresh and lovely and you want to drink. If that's the case, uh, in homebrewing, you can just, you'd be like, hey, I heard about this really interesting thing. I'm going to go and import some hops. And that is probably going to lead to a better you know, result that you want. But also like, you know what, I really like this kind of, um, you know, ESB, but I wish it was just a little bit more something. Right. Well, the, the creativity that you can then have in home brewing, and I think in general in craft beer, one of the things I love about it is just how wildly creative it is. If you're just starting out, you don't have access to that level of creativity because if you start to do things that are a little bit more challenging, you know, if you start off and you say to yourself, you know, the first thing I'm going to make is a, you know, a spontaneously fermented, uh, you know, <laughs> no way, you know, anything basically, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, uh, that's going to be, you know, really quite challenging. And you can yeah. really just start wasting your money trialing stuff and trying to understand why things work. Well, with our game, like, you know, we're we're an indie studio. You can probably see the prices of the games we've usually charged. It's, you know, not going to be a 50 quid game. Let's put it that way. Um, the, the whole point to us is we want to lower to the barrier to entry in every way for people who are interested in beer, interested in food. And I think there's a real surge of like people who, really care now about what it is that they're putting into their bodies um which i think is good um and um 
it's also you know uh, we're, we're lowering it in terms of the, the price like i always wanted to get into home brewing but the price has always just put me off and and i've got to be honest with you you know the price really does just put me off because it's a i love craft beer i spend loads of money on craft beer don't don't worry about that but like the but the actual like getting into that stuff i've just not got the setup i've just not got the time and and, and i just don't have the um the ability to get it all out put it all make sure it's all clean yeah. make sure you know all this sort of stuff so it's all about lowering that barrier to entry in terms of that in terms of the chemistry in terms of you know i talk with people who um um i talk with people who are real foodies uh, over over here and uh, you know i've got some real foodie pals and bristol's an amazing place for food and drink um and they don't really know much about beer so i talk with them about um i would say oh so what sort of beers do you like oh you know beer beers <laughs> okay what, what sort of stuff oh you know i drink you know i drink heineken and i drink uh, fosters and i drink and you know and okay so really what you're talking about is lager yeah okay i guess lagers okay so then when you then you know force upon them you know a a, a a lambic pesh and it's this beautifully sweet with this really lovely undercurrent of sour that just makes it like nice and refreshing and you go that's a beer <laughs> and they go oh right there th this is totally different from this other thing that's the other thing like there are not many people who are outside of the kind of craft beer scene that really understand like because you know, it's quite a confusing scene you know what's sure. an ipa right like right, right. um do you mean the english ipa do you mean the new england one do you mean the west coast <laughs> one do you mean uh you know um the mountain ipa i keep hearing about recently i don't know where that's come from <laughs> that's a new one for me <laughs> yeah yeah mount mid sort of central mountain time okay. all right ipas that's what one i've heard of recently i haven't tried one yet but Again, we so in the game, we have something called a brewpedia. So when you are in first person and you're looking at an ingredient, let's say, you'll get a little pop-up message, uh, a little tooltip message. And it'll say, uh, you know, you'll be looking at like, um, you know, the equivalent of like Cascade Hops. And you'll hover over that and you'll look at the item and it'll go press whatever for more info. And you'll go into that. It will then open something that we've got called a brewpedia. And it will say, this is this variety of hop. It's usually used to denote these kinds of flavors and aromas, and this is why you would do it. You would usually want to use these most often in the, you know, uh, in late stage hopping. Don't use these in early stage hopping. So not only are we teaching, we want to teach people about um, the brewing process there. We're also teaching people about like a, a better like, kind of appreciation of the, the, the beers that they drink, right? Um, because again, like having studied for the um, Cicerone beer, uh, beer savvy program. Uh, I thought beers were just kind of like they were this one, one or two different things, and maybe there were some difficult names, but whatever. But actually, <laughs> there is so much, yeah. right? And it seems to grow every day. Exactly, exactly. It's like constantly changing, yeah. right? Um, and one of the things that we do as a studio for our previous title, Mars Horizon, which is all about being running a space program agency, is about it, we, we don't want to make edutainment titles because, you know, no, who wants to play, you know, Luigi's Lost and fun with Sonic and maths or whatever, you know, <laughs> no one wants to play that stuff. But what people do want to do, I think, is um, from their games kind of get an understanding of something that is outside of their experiences. I think for most people who play video games these days, um, I would say that anybody who plays the first, you know, uh, the first three of the Assassin's Creed 2 games um, probably knows a heck of a lot more about Rome and the Roman hierarchy <laughs> right. 
right like yeah. like and 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 it's this is all just stuff that you that you get through osmosis or you through know. immersion through immersion in the world exactly. being a part of the system it, yeah absolutely it, exactly being that i i walked through um i actually ended up walking through part of um i can't remember where it was i think it might have been rome actually where literally my partner and i uh, uh, she's very into video games as well very into the assassin's creed franchise um you know, like we were literally walking down the streets and we were like, we would literally turn to one another and go, I've climbed that, you know, and, and like... <laughs> and then jumped and off the, into a bale of hay. <laughs> and then jumped yeah. off, obviously, yeah, yeah. But like, and that's what we want to do. That's what we've always sure. done with our games. We want people to kind of get a, a better and deeper appreciation of these things. So, so yeah, like people who are kind of like craft beer, but not really tried or only dabbled in homebrewing, also kind of early homebrewers, they're the kind of people that we really want to get into. And also people who love simulation games, you know, people... PC building game simulator, really super chill. I love that about it. This is the same with ours. We're really cozy, really chill. You know, it's that that kind of thing. Just just um, fantastic, man. Everything you were saying is, is just sounds sounds right. And you know, you made so many comments that I, I wanted to jump in, but you were on such a roll. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't stop <laughs> sorry. listening. No, you're good. I wanted to, I wanted to hear all that. Um, the, the crazy thing is the comparison, it's almost like, you know, the old Gran Turismo games or any other, you know, like Grand Theft Auto or something. I mean, that's a, that's right. kind of on the negative side, but with the Gran Turismo, you know, I'm never going to be able to afford a McLaren or at least not in the near future, but I can drive one in Gran Turismo just to see what the cockpit looked like, what the inside looked, how exactly. did it drive? Is it faster than a Formula One car? I mean, these are things that players are used to doing. And I think that lowering that barrier, like you said, is so critical because yeah. you, you may not have an interest in, in brewing, or maybe you didn't know you did, which I find that story is what a lot of crappier people turn into is they say, well, I, I had no idea that this was even beer like your story before. Um, but, but right. when they find out they, they grow and they learn and they appreciate it. And then that's how, you know, all of my friends, I know that that got into craft beer, got into it. And it's just such a, it, the, 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 the few points you made about, you know, the, the lowering the bar, making it accessible, all that stuff is perfect. There's one thing that have being in this, that you didn't touch on, but being in this industry or this, this, this have a fascination with this industry for so long, what you will find, and I promise you this, when you launch this game, is the community of craft beer that rallies behind it. So, so you're approaching, yeah. you're attacking a lot of different angles with this in the appeal, I think. And I say attacking, I mean, you, you, I think there's a lot of different folks from different strokes that are going to find this very interesting. You've got the yeah. folks that love simulator games. You've got the folks that... that Play those simulator games because like like there's one I forget what it's called I think it's just called a house where you literally just clean up a messy house and house flipper I, house, house flipper yeah 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 it's one of my favorite games because right. you put on some podcasts it, you know you put on your lovely podcast and you go yeah I'm gonna relaxing. clean up this house it's relaxing yeah. it's rewarding yeah, it's you get a product at the end but like yeah. that is part of that that cycle or that that funnel that people do cyclically yeah. play and come back to and enjoy and love because it is relaxing you can just do that now you couple that with folks that are trying new recipes or getting into home brewing or tired their friends talk about it and so they wanted to learn about it. i mean there's all these other avenues that i think mm. people are going to flock to and, and then again what you'll find is this community when we when we started talking about beer um you know beer and food like you said was wasn't really a thing it was like you know people had no idea what what craft beer was when we right. started it was it was you know five or eight years ago and and really craft beer was still kind of pretty hidden here in the united states but what happened is what what 
and I came from a long history of beer, but when I started talking to people about how beer can change the flavor of food or the way that you enjoy things or the mouthfeel or how, you know, like you said, double box talking about, you know, having one with an ice cream or something or having a steak with a really hearty IPA, things like that. When you start, when people start to get that, they, they open up to craft beer, they support local economies. They, they rally Mm. together. They talk about it with their friends. You know, that's all stuff that we advocate for on a regular basis. And I think that this game is like checking those boxes to the nth degree so i really want to touch upon that because um so one of the actual themes that we have in the game is um it is a hobby simulation so one of the questions that we get asked sometimes is like okay so um are you going to be able to like open your own brewery and the answer is no because the the whole point about the game is to be we didn't want to create a game that had a level of threat to it that was like well if this if this ipa isn't right then i need to fire three people (laughs) like it's we you know we really didn't want to include that however in the game um i don't think we've talked about this so uh, and i'm sure my marketing manager be fine with me to giving you this so basically you will be able to work with um the local breweries in the game so we we've, we've created these local breweries because the game is not actually set in the uk or the states or, or wherever um it's 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 situated where you are um and basically the idea is that we created those local breweries and they will have as many real local breweries have they will have guest brewers create beers for them so part of the sort of flow through this will be about working with these local breweries and getting to understand the locals in the storyline that we've we've got a very light storyline that you'll be able to kind of uh, work through and get to know the community and it's interesting that you talked about that because the kind of conceit of the game is that you join a home brewing club and you'll get to learn about how people the people who are part of that club the people who are part of the local community you'll get to help them out with like you know brewing jobs like hey you know we've our sports team is playing this weekend we want to do a nice party a few days beforehand um you'll you'll get to kind of understand those things because for us a huge amount of the appeal of craft beer and certainly where we're going with this game is not the you know there's plenty of like frankly you know awful simulators that do things like you know like hillbilly drinking you know uh, moonshine <laughs> thing right like that is not what we're after what we're after is we, we 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 explore a sense of community and the things that beer as an entire industry throughout time has brought together it's a very drinking beer is such a communal activity um we've done it with you know i think it says a lot about human beings and the connection they have with beer that um we invented beer before we invented the wheel <laughs> right like so so and 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 i think that 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 community and that collectiveness of craft that craft beer has of support local if you can go to your local pub, like pub you know when it's safe um <laughs> make sure that you're re- making looking after the environment around you because you're going to drink that water like right. all of this stuff that craft beer really talks about that's what we're getting across in the game rather than that kind of um and again not to not to shit on them because they do a great job for what it is that they do but anheuser-busch and bev for example they're not in that market that's not what they're interested in necessarily whereas craft beer local craft beer um, places near us they are way more interested in things like you know um are we carbon neutral are we supporting local good causes are we you know are we improving people's lives with the beer that we make 
And yeah. I think that, that that we want to get that across in our game as well. Um, so hopefully that will be, uh, hopefully that will come across in it. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. So, so in the essence of time, like I said, we could probably talk for hours on this stuff. I mean, definitely, I know we could, um, but in the essence of time, I have a couple future questions, but before that, just, just since you're, you're, you know, the UK is a very different beer market and we'll take, you know, the mm-hmm. whole pandemic thing out of the equation, but sure. you know, there are so many breweries per capita in the UK. We, we reference yeah. that often on our show because when we first started the show, there, there was, you know, I think the national count from the Brewers Association was, you know, roughly 3,900, almost 4,000 breweries in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. since then, five, six, you know, seven years ago, again, we're up to 9,000 in the United States, yep. which is incredible. And a lot of those, you yep. know, had some real trouble in the last 16 months or so with everything going on. But the kicker is, you know, having that, that, that culture, it sounds that community, it sounds very similar to what the U S is kind of building into where there are a far, there, there are a lot more breweries in the UK oh, on yeah. every counter, you know, on every corner, excuse me, yeah. uh, than there are here. And, and, you know, there was a time people talked about a craft beer bubble and things being too, that bubble is, is non-existent, right? People, the breweries that are creative will continue to flourish and those who aren't, you know, won't do well. And that's just how it is in this environment of, of this industry with shelf space competing and grocery stores only having limited space. But, you know, talk to me just a little bit about the community there at the, in the UK, mm-hmm. just outside of the video game space and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. And then, and then we can go back to the futures and, and I'll let you go. <laughs> I know that we, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to run over too long. So. No, I, I've got, I've got plenty of time for you. Absolutely. Um, so um, I agree with you. Um, so I think, funnily enough, I think that there, 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 there was a bubble, but I think it's the exact opposite of what people thought it was. I actually think we went through a bubble of time, and it was about 50 or 60 years, so quite a big bubble, where beer wasn't important anymore. And I think we're actually now coming out of that bubble. Because if you actually look at, um, and obviously the reason, obviously I'm sure you, you're, you're well-versed in this, but the reason obviously that the US had very few breweries is because all of them got brought up in the end, towards the end of the industrial era, right? Um, and and then obviously prohibition and then uh, home brewing laws only got relaxed in the 60s. Right. Like, so so absolutely that, that process of consolidation kind of ruined a huge amount of uh, the, the US's brewing culture. Um, and that was an anomaly. If you look before all of that globally, even you know, um, you know, uh, over here in uh, over here and in the U- uh, and uh, in Europe, um, like brewing has been such a fundamental part of life that we it, it's it's really strangely counterintuitive that at some point, and I will say that, that this was really just kind of like the, the global West, that that we just went. You know what? We just want a big brand that tastes of nothing, whereas. <laughs> You know, like you go and look at um, the work that Pierre Kellis did for Hurgarden, where he literally saved a style in Belgium from dying. We literally have him to thank for an entire, <laughs> you know, style being saved. Um, and it was this weird period of time where it was like, oh, beer doesn't matter anymore. And I think we're coming out of that now, where people are really, as part of that environmental movement, I think they're also thinking about the slow food movement and they're actually thinking about, do you know what? I don't want brands anymore. That isn't what's important. What's important is, is it good for me? Is it good in and full stop? Like, does it taste good? So the beer scene over here in the UK actually managed to um, weather the storm, I would say, of mass breweries a lot better, um, though not perfectly. So um, our craft beer scene really only kicked off about... um, in properly about 10 years ago there were definitely good pubs before that and camera 
who again they're quite uh, they're quite a sort of thorny subject to talk around. Mm-hmm. Camera is the local uh, uh, the campaign uh, for Real Ale, um, and they are they saved Real Ale. And real ale, if you've never had any, uh, is, oh my goodness. Okay, so when you come over to the UK, you come and visit us in Bristol. We'll take you to a real ale place. Real ale is the way that, um, I won't bore bore you with how it's made, but the the flavour in it is, is, that's what um, idiots uh, thought warm British beer was. (laughs) Got it. So, 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 So it is not ice cold. Because it has flavors lightly carbonated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Lightly carbonated. And it has flavors that you would actually want to taste. Mm. So so that warmth brings those flavors, that, sure. that higher, yep. higher uh, temperature. Um, so they saved that. And let me tell you, it is one of the most beautiful pints you will ever drink. Yeah. Um, so we did manage to keep hold of that thanks to camera. And we did manage to keep hold of that thanks to basically the British, like, inventing quite a lot of very good styles and then exporting them everywhere during the industrial revolution as part of you know this is how we got ipas this is how we pushed um stout out to ireland for example um um lots of different factors involved in that um but we did you know we did take a few knocks um you know lot uh, guinness's own be diageo now right. um which is a huge company luckily guinness have managed to keep their um uh, kind of spirit of independence i would say um, and Fuller's still makes the best pint of ESB that you'll drink. Um, yep. <laughs> they still make an amazing, I think it's Fuller's, still makes a really incredible traditional British IPA, which is a, a lot more malty, I would say, mm. than, than, than your kind of the, uh, the kind of US style. Um, so we, we've kept it. We also have a, we had a really good pub culture for a really long time. And I think that we have moved into a bit more of a drinking culture, which I think is quite slightly separate. Um, but that pub culture, I, you know, um, my uh, my barber, uh, who I'm going to go and see later on today, um, <laughs> is um, he goes for a pint every night after work. And that is a pint of probably three and a half percent of just, you know, it's something, it's a ritual, it's part of the experience, it's co- it's connecting with the community. And we've had that for a really long time. And there is something really beautiful about the British um, pub feel um, that you might not get maybe in London, uh, in certain pubs in London, but you'll certainly get it, you know, you go out somewhere in the Cotswolds or up to Scotland or stuff like that, like um, stuff, different cities that aren't, your, your, you know, your normal tourist attractions, go and find a nice pub that camera recommends and you'll see exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful kind of experience. And the locally, and I will champion them because I, I really do love them locally in Bristol. God, we have like so many great craft breweries um, that are just punting out stunning stuff, like just every single day. Um, and trying new stuff and trying yeah. new um, ideas, you know, stealing loads of great stuff from the US and kind of m- remixing it and making it with British versions of things, Ste- like going and getting amazing Belgian yeasts and figuring out what kind of, you know, bonkers characters are, that you can get <laughs> from those out of, uh, out of um, you know, in wheat beers and stuff. So, 
yeah, really great scene here in Bristol specifically. Oh, that, and that's fantastic to hear, you know, because because you never you never know. And it's hard, especially in the last again sixteen months. It's been hard to even get a taste of that flavor. Uh, no, no pun intended, but but you know, just yeah, from yeah. everything being restricted, and and I'm sure it was tough over there too. But you know, th- these things will persevere, and like you said, when they come up with this, such creative things and such you know interesting ways to bring new people in and new drinkers, and, and again appeal to other folks. Seltzer is doing a huge thing here in the United States, where you yeah. know, Seltzer was nothing literally two two years ago until this this you know these big brands came out and really revolutionized it but now the little guys are doing it the neighborhood bar and yep. brewery are doing yep. it which is exactly. fantastic but yeah. you, you so you, you referenced a couple of things and i don't want to deviate too far from the game but so talk about the creativity i guess kind of briefly if you if you can uh, without yep. giving too much away like what what will you be able to do you know we make a jalapeno ipa we make a, a, a coconut lime ale we've done all sorts sure. of stuff like that you know part of the show what what kind of creativity will you have or what will that rolodex be that that's part of that brewpedia you were referencing absolutely so um I think what will probably be easier is to talk about the stuff you can't do. So um, so at launch, uh, we've already said that we won't be doing lagers because mm-hmm. lagering at home is really hard. Yeah. And it's just something that we just kind of feel is a kind of separate thing. Um, that doesn't mean we won't do that. Uh, we are planning on supporting this long term. And again, we're not about nickel and diming people. It will probably become as like an update. Um, um, so lagers to begin with but you can have lager yeasts because obviously there are certain beer styles that require lager yeast that make ales Mm. um so uh there'll be those things so i mean the whole process really is we will give you ingredients and you will make things from them uh so uh let's say for example um okay so let's say for example you would take um uh, british fuggles hops you would um, you would take I don't know you would take like a, just a classic kind of yeast uh, so not anything like Brett or anything like that but like something just a very classic easy going you know made for the style kind of a yeast um, and you would take a malt so we've got different kinds of malts so if you want to use dark malt or Munich uh, uh, I think we might allow you to use Munich malt as well actually. Um, uh, yeah, so let's say, for example, you just take barley or malt, a different kind of malt. You can chuck all of that in crystal malt, let's say. Hmm. Take crystal malt, you take all those things, and then you go through the home brewing process. So you pour all those things, you know, you you boil the water. You, you get your uh, work you going, make, get you get, the, yep, yep. Right, right, exactly. So you get all that stuff going. So the interesting thing is because it's a chemical simulation and not a one plus one equals two, because it's not that. You might, when you make certain beer styles, the style categories that people put those beer styles into is actually quite broad. Mm. So it's very difficult, even for places like the BJCP, for example, to define what makes a pale ale versus what makes an India pale ale. Uh, Sorry, well, uh, uh, like an IPA, a a New England IPA, let's say. It's actually slightly difficult to, to figure out where that starts and where that ends. So, and because we have a simulation that is, saying like well yeah i mean if you if you hop it afterwards if you if you decide to grab a different set of hops over here you're going to end up with a different result mm. what we have is a system that calls uh, 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 that we're internally kind of calling um style category matching and the idea is basically that you will get to the end of the brewing process and go yeah you know what i want to bottle this now uh, for bottle conditioning um and we'll go okay cool what do you think you made 
here's a list of things we think you made. <laughs> Choose which one you think you made. And you'll go, oh, okay, well, I think I was making an IPA. But whoops, uh, stout has appeared. That's not good. Uh, maybe I've made this too malty. Um, but the point is that we'll, we'll provide all of those things because nobody really has any consensus over exactly where these styles end. So if you want to make a really malty IPA, we're not going to stop you. It's just that in a uh, one of the jobs, let's say, in the game, if, if a brewery comes to you and says, hey, we want an absolutely classic uh, New England IPA. Well, if you're starting to get malt characters from it, you're probably not going to do very well in that challenge. Right, right. Um, so, so yeah, you can make anything. Um, so we are currently experimenting with whether or not we can include sours as well. Um, so lambics and that kind of thing. You'll be able to make... Um, I have to be very careful with my words here. You'll be <laughs> able to make Abbey Ales that are essentially Trappist ales. Got it. But obviously you won't be making Trappist ales unless you do happen to be a Trappist monk and playing <laughs> our video game. Um, so, um, you, you know, you'll be able to make all of these different things. Um, and the the beauty of it is that, um, you know, it will come with tons of ingredients, tons of uh, adjuncts as well, if you want to include adjuncts. Uh, so, for example, you might want to include a bit of rice just to thin it out. Like, there might be a challenge to go and make a really good American lager. And if you need to make it a bit lighter, well, you might want to chuck some yeah, rice right. in there. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, so, um, so there's all of those. And the great thing is, we're building the system with the future in mind. So, and we're also, uh, you know, if, if you go and have a look at our Steam page at some point, um, you'll see that we're actually showing the development of the game before we launch, and we'll be doing that afterwards as well. So, if people are saying uh, we, we're surveying our audience constantly. You know, people can sign up for our newsletter and we'll, we'll send people surveys and give them beta access and let them play the game for free beforehand um, while we're developing. And what we'll be asking is things like, do you want us to put cherries in the game? <laughs> and then if people turn around and go, yeah, we'll go, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and like, and uh, you know, so if we get lots of people saying like, why haven't you got this? Yeah. We'll go, hmm, and we'll go and think about it. And okay, does our system support this? And the answer will probably be yes, with a bit of tweaking. So if it's something that people really want, because we have this kind of open development, by the time that we get to launch and people actually have to exchange money for the thing, hopefully people will be like, yeah, well, I've helped build the perfect thing that I want. Um, so, so yeah, like, and we're going to continue to experiment with that and keep on moving forward. So as I say, we won't have lager. That's the main thing. But like, I mean, spoilers, it's basically the thing we want to do immediately after we launched. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, hopefully we will get that in pretty soon after. Um, oh, that's, that's yeah. awesome. And so, okay, so two two final questions. I know I keep keep piling stuff on. So, are, will these translate to real life recipes? So, if if I had a recipe in front of me that to make the Sierra Nevada, you know, their their torpedo IPA or double IPA, mm -hmm. um, yep. you know, could I take that, mirror the ingredients in the game, and produce that, or vice versa? Could I could I design something that I knew would be a functional beer based off a homebrewing recipe, whatever I have? And then at the end say, yep, this really color is right. The game is saying it's identifying as the right category. I'm going to, I'm going to brew this one in real life. Is that a function that you could adapt? That first one of taking a real life recipe and putting it into the game. Absolutely. And our system should, and again, we're balancing the whole thing out to make sure, sure, sure that we stay on top of it. Yes, absolutely. That's the goal. So, um, now, it is possible that you might not go through one or two different steps. So, for example, um, we don't really deal with cleaning. Because good, kind of that's the worst that part. That's a bit... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and the so, most um, timely part most most of the time. Right, exactly. Um, so we don't really deal with cleaning. Um, so uh, let's say 
So if we end up doing lambics, which we think we pro probably can, and, and spontaneously fermented things in that way, we should be able to support something like sati, uh, which is a beautiful Finnish beer um, that is, uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, good stuff. Um, and, but the reason that that, uh, that can, and we do have contamination in the game, I will say that, we do have contamination in the game. Like if you keep opening the lid, like stuff's getting in. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, but if, but with sati, part of that is spontaneous fermentation. So if we end up supporting that specifically from, from out of the gate, um, you know, it might be that in reality, you would really need to clean the pans beforehand to make sure that the only things in the sati are the things that you actually want. Um, we might not cover that, but right. that is the tiny, uh, you know, tiny little, you know, asterisk on sure, the thing of sure. like, yeah, you wouldn't do this. Um, now, the other way around, uh, my lawyers have told me to uh, to never suggest that uh, uh, you could take a recipe from the game and brew it in real life. Got it. Now, one of the things, the, there is some caveats on that, which is basically, that isn't to say that what you're learning making the game, making that in-game will not serve you well in real life. But we will always say, in fact, actually, we have a, a thing at the front of the game that basically says, please don't brew this at home. But like, if you were to take the Sierra Nevada recipe, for example, and make it in the game, well, you can basically reverse engineer most of that stuff apart from things like the cleaning process and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, which is where you get most of the infections from. So you, we are not saying that you could take our recipes and make those things, but yes, you could absolutely take a real recipe and make it for real in the game. And the system will go, okay, I think what you've made with a this is Sierra, you know, something that is a IPA. Uh, right. We wouldn't say it was a Sierra Nevada IPA. Right, right, right. Uh, but the style but would, remains. Yeah, the absolutely. style, the tasting notes, all of that stuff. And the game will also tell you the tasting notes. So uh, the things that you're putting in, hey, if you're putting in a load of um, Citra, it's going to really get that kind of uh, that kind of citrusy kind of flavor out of it, right? Gotcha. Like, and it was the, the game will say, oh yeah, yeah, the nose is, you know, uh, the nose and the taste. This is there's a lot of lemon in this or whatever. Oh, fantastic! So you've gone through a bunch of stuff that that you know current in development. You know, we've talked a lot about that. You've talked about stuff that you immediately want to jump to next. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the game is available, like you said, on PC and consoles. So that you mentioned the Steam page, consoles. We know what those are. Um, is there a chance that this ever comes to VR? <laughs> um so i can tell you for a fact that we're not planning on it okay but the but the thing is that the thing is that again this is because we have such an open development if the number one thing is everybody says to us you need to make sure that this works on you know a, a vr headset mm. um then we can then take that as a development team we can say okay, do we want to actually pursue this as a goal? Because it is really expensive putting VR into a game. Mm -hmm. It's not just a case of like, oh, yeah. add the VR, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but like, because we have made VR stuff with other companies before. Um, but the, so we're not ruling it out, but there's no plans to do it right now. Um, uh, it's also, we also have no plans to put this on tablet or anything like that. But again, if we get a billion people saying, hey, I really want to play this on my iPad. Well, we'll think about it. Like it's, sure. you know, we're not going to say no to, to money. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's the, that's the big thing. Um, so it's out next year. Um, so, uh, and um, we're, that's the. So it's out next year. That's fantastic. 
what what is it what is it on and where where can folks kind of learn more information sign up for that that uh newsletter list it will be for windows pcs uh playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one xbox series x and s family <laughs> of consoles uh the nintendo switch oh, wow. um and obviously it will run on the the new nintendo switch that's coming out uh which is the upgraded oled version mm-hmm. uh think that's it that all of them i think so I yeah it's about everything that's out there <laughs> yeah basically right. mac OS, but... <laughs> yeah so so mac is something that we tend to do uh after the game is out for a little while okay. um we don't we don't always support mac uh, because it is much smaller audience uh yeah. funnily enough it's about five to ten percent of game players on steam um and the, the game will be available specifically through steam um if you want to keep up with it the number one thing you can do is wishlist it on steam uh, and uh, as part of that, if you go to auricdigital.com, uh, uh, you will see a little button to sign up for the newsletter. Signing up for the newsletter we um, is great because uh, unlike a lot of companies, we, we genuinely have cool stuff in there. Like we talk about what we're actually up to and um, there's fun stuff that you actually care about um, rather than uh, other things. It's also the one place that we will be offering um uh, beta access mm. and so we really love our community we have a lovely discord of a, a great community that kind of gets chatting with us and stuff like that we like to reward our community with um by you know they're really smart they really get the games that they're interested in and obviously they're interested in our games because they wouldn't be part of our community if they weren't <laughs> so they're the people that we offer the beta to um, so we sort of say hey here you go hit for free here you go we want to get all of your feedback we want to hear your thoughts on this what can we improve what do we need to add more of um, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, auradigital.com is probably the place to go for that. Fantastic. Well, Peter, like I said, man, but this is this has just been incredible. And I, I know I was trying to be sensitive to time. We went way over, so thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I think again we've kind of covered everything I wanted to talk to and, and so much more. So I really do appreciate your time. And, and now that folks know where to find you, you know, they'll be they'll be out there looking for it. And of course, we'll continue to cover the story as much as we can. But you know, that's this has just been a fantastic thing where, where I'm I'm personally very excited. I think that my my personal brewing journey has gone up a lot of peaks and valleys and, and I'm at a good spot now where I think I have a great idea of what I'm doing, but I would love to learn more. And this just seems like a fantastic way to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll have to get you some early access to it when we've got a build ready. I'm on the newsletter, so I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent stuff. Thank you so much, Peter. You have a great day. Good luck to everything. And let us know. Um, Please keep in touch. We'd love to to touch base with you guys when we get closer to launch here. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.